This is Sunday morning worship service here at the Palo Pentecostal Witness Church on this December the 12th, 2021. We'll start off with the praise team singing this morning, What a Beautiful Name. You were the word at the beginning, one with God the Lord most high. Your Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my what a wonderful name it is, nothing compares to this, what a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. Death could not hold you, fail to before you, you silenced the boast of sin and grave, the heavens are roaring, the praise of Name it is the name of Jesus. 
Jesus. Amen. There's nothing like the name of Jesus. Nothing. It don't matter what happens. The name of Jesus is worldwide. Every, everybody. It don't matter whether they've, ever, whether they've ever accepted Christ or not. That name is always a standing name. Amen. Amen. Can we do that song again? Let's do that song again, Joey. You were the word at the beginning, one with God the Lord most high. Your hidden glory in creation, now revealed in you our Christ. What a beautiful name it is, what a beautiful name. beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. You didn't want heaven without us, so Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could
This last song here we're going to do is, is uh, in honor, tribute to Pauline Morris. She loves this song. No matter what, she wants this song sung in every service that she's in. <laughs> but she loves it. Oh, beautiful star. Beautiful star of Bethlehem 
You can be seated. It's been requested that I sing today, and I know probably some of you think, well, what's he going to sing? But some of you probably know what I'm going to sing. And it's an old favorite. It's one that has been sung by many, many people. And as long as this earth stays here, this song will always be, be sung. Oh, holy night. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A Pray. 
evermore proclaim His power and glory evermore proclaim Fall on your knees Oh, hear the angel voices Oh, night divine Oh, night when Christ was you it might be easy for him that's a hard song to sing right there but when you got the voice to do it you can do it amen how many believe he done it let's give him another hand this morning he done it well you ought to get him bus and go to singing it no. done been there done that ain't you brother <laughs> god good today you got your Bibles going back to the book of Acts, chapter number four. By the name of Jesus. By the name of Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Lord, I've been, I don't know what you call it, but uh, I've been talking to the Lord all week, and he's just impressed on me to do something. I said, Lord, you, you know, but, uh, so I'm going to just obey the Lord this morning if I can, and uh, let him have his way, because <clears throat> we're preaching on how that Peter and John got in trouble because they prayed for a man he got healed. They got in trouble for that. But God has impressed in me, he said, son, I mean, just what I felt in my spirit. I want people to see, not just hear. I want people to see. We read the word of God and sometimes we just read through it and we, you know, we might miss something. And I, I'm just trying to follow the Lord and do what he wants to do this morning. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I need somebody right quick. I need a gentleman right quick to be a lame man for me. Who will come up here right quick? 
one of you. There you go, Marcus. I want you to lay down right there. Lay down? Yes, sir. Call you lame. You can't walk. You can't. I should have had somebody to bring you up here. So what you see is you see the lame man laying at the gate called beautiful, so to speak, what he's saying. So, you know, he's laying at the gate of the temple. And what people do is they come by because his only means of support is receiving from somebody else. He don't have a cup this morning. I want you to lay on down. There you go. Lay down. He don't have a cup this morning, but normally the lame man will have a cup or something over his blanket. They have a blanket laid down. And people will come by and just give him alms, just drop alms on his blanket. That's what they do. Some people walk by and snub their nose at him and just go on in, whatever it is. But that's what happened. And God wants me to see this. I need two more people right quick. I need a Peter and a John right quick. A Peter and a John right quick. Come on. Come over here, boys. Which one's Peter? Or it might be Peter. Peter's, Peter's you know, Peter, he just, he just spoke all the time anyway. So here we got Peter and John, and they're coming along one day to the church, to the temple. Yeah, I know what to do. Yeah, come on. I've, I've preached it before. Yeah, come on. All right? Yeah. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Peter and John. Silver and gold, have I none? If you ain't got nothing, to, if you don't have nothing, you can't give it away. That's right. My pastor preached that to me one time. It's Jerry Barks. He preached this sermon. He says, if you don't have anything, you can't give it away. You ready? Silver and gold, have I none? But such as I have, give I thee. Praise the Lord. You know, people used to take one another's hand when they were old. You know, Tom, I have seen people do this back years ago when I was much younger. And they would, they would, they would meet one another and they could feel something. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. Hold, hold right still. You got to stay with me. Praise the Lord. Stay with John, me. where are you at? He's right there. <laughs> just, just, just move right here before quick, right quick. Just move right here. So the lame man's healed. Yeah. Okay. You got him healed. Now what he just said was, silver gold have I none, but such as I have, give I unto thee. What did he have? Huh? That powerful name, by the name of Jesus, full of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost came upon Peter, the Bible said. And when he got to the lame man, he said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. You know what he said? You know what he said, in other words? What he said was a lie to the, to the lame man was, basically what he said is, I don't have what you want, but I do have what you need. And what you need is a healing in your body. And I know a man named Jesus uh, that he can touch you today and he can raise you up uh, and you'll be completely healed uh, and you won't have to lay there and beg for alms anymore. You'll be able to do on your own. How many know God give you sometimes what you need and not what you want? Huh? So we need to listen to God. When God gives us what we need uh, instead of what we want, uh, how many know he knows best? Now, I got this lame man and I got Peter and John over here 
And now I got, I got the, 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 the Sadducees, the high priests, and all these guys. They're starting to kick up some dust because of what took place. I need four people over here in these chairs right quick. How did I get five chairs? Oh, I got, oh, wait, okay. Yeah, I need four people over here in these chairs right quick. Somebody, come on. Come on, come on. Help me out. Peter, John, sit down right here. No, let's move you right here. Let's move you right here. Lame man, I want you to sit down or whatever because I don't know where you are in the midst of all this. Well, we got some women in this crowd, so I can't be, I've got to do this right, and I can't be a male chauvinist. But all the guys on this particular meeting with me, and I just want you to understand that. So I have a, who did they say they were? Sadducees. Why, why do they call them Sadducees? Because they don't believe in the resurrection, so they're sad, you see. You understand what I'm saying? So I have Cleopas, the high priest. Then I have Annas, if I'm saying his name right. A-N-N-A-S. Annas, I think it is. Which when I looked it up, I, I studied it out a little bit, I found out that Annas is the son-in-law of Cleopas. And then I have John, and then I have Alexander, these four on this board. Now the Bible don't say it was just them. It just says it says the 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 the, the police, or so to speak, of the of the temple. And the Bible says, if you study that, you find out anybody that was anybody was in this particular meeting. It was a big crowd. It won't just them, the high priest. But it was people that was backing up the high priest. So anybody that was anybody, the governors, the, the, the mayors, the whatever, they were there. And now they're upset because these two guys, since he don't need these owns no more, I'm going to take them. So since these two guys have been preaching in the name of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, the Sadducees didn't like it at all. So what they do, they came against Peter and John. Now, they couldn't do the trial that day, so Peter and John were put into prison or put into a jail or put somewhere and kept overnight because because of Jewish law, they couldn't have the trial and try these. Couldn't do it. They had to wait till the next day. But if you understand what I told you last week was, it didn't matter with Jesus because at night is when they'd done the trial with Jesus. So I guess it depends on who you are. Amen? So they tried their best to stop Jesus. They thought they did stop him. But now they're realizing that Jesus is more alive than he's ever been. So they, 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 they put them away. And now they got them out here. And now they're, they're talking to them. And what the question was, what, what was asked them was, by what name and what, of what power did you do what you've done? Now notice. By what name and by what power? They, they connected the name and the power together. Why? Because they knew that it was the same. So by what name and by what power did you do this? Now the layman, I don't know where he's at through all this. He could be there with him, but we don't see a whole lot about him right now. Or he could be somewhere outside, whatever he is. Anyway, he's there. But at one point, stand up, stand up, Marcus. At one point, the Bible said that when they 
brought Peter and John before the council. The lame man was there because the Bible said the proof of what they did was standing before them and they couldn't question it at all because the lame man won't lame no more. He was absolutely healed, filled and delivered, so to speak. And he's able to walk, he's able to do on his own and he's shouting and praising and glorifying God. You didn't shout a bit when you come up off that floor. Praise the Lord. There you go. I thought if he didn't leave, I was going to. Okay. But now the proof is there, so there's nothing to say. So this is what I want to bring you up to, where I'm coming to this morning. This morning is what the Bible said, they sent Peter and John. I want you to go over here and get behind that piano over there. They sent Peter and John out of the room. Verse number 50, no, first number, where am I at? Bible said in verse number 15, but when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, in other words, I want you guys to go out. You can't, I don't want you in here right now. That's what the council said. We don't want you in here right now. We want you on the, on, on, on the outside. They conferred among themselves, saying, what shall we do to these men for that indeed a noble Notable miracle have been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. We can't deny it, fellas. They all got together. We can't deny what's taking place. The lame man was healed and they're talking about this man called Jesus. But that is spread, that it's, listen to me, but that it spread no further among the people let us straightly threaten them uh, that they speak henceforth to no more to no man uh, in this name threaten them I'm going to get ahead of myself right here but I'm going to tell you something the worst thing that the devil can do to a, to a blood bought child of God and I'm talking about a genuine child of God the worst thing the devil could ever do was threaten a child of God and tell them to be quiet and not mention his name no more but the world we live in today, if they say don't speak it no more, a lot of folks won't say anything. I got news for you. I don't like that roof right there as steep as it can be, but if God warned me to, uh, Brother Mike, I'd get under there and start shouting the name of Jesus uh, all day and all night. That's what he wanted me to do. And they called them and commanded them, called them, come get back in your seat. When God. got called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. They conferred, the Bible says, among themselves. They discussed it without them being there. Huh? As I said, they sent Peter and John out. Talk without them. But how did Luke, Luke wrote the book of Acts, but how in the world did Luke know what to write about in this particular situation. The Bible don't say Luke was there. But how many know the word of God is inspired by God? Amen? Come on. So how in the world did they know what took place? <laughs> what did the Sanhedrin discuss about among themselves? Well, let me tell you this. Maybe because a member of the Sanhedrin later became a Christian. 
His name was Saul of Tarsus. That's what I'm finding out when I look into it. Possibility. They said we can't deny it. Why? The corruption of their hearts is plain. They acknowledge that a miracle had genuinely happened. They know a miracle took place because it's standing there before them. Yet they refuse to submit themselves to God, the very one who worked the miracle. They wouldn't submit themselves to God. They, 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 they didn't do it. So that it spread no further among them. But what did they do? They threatened them. Their fear of preaching of Jesus. <laughs> the fear of preaching of Jesus was rooted in their own sinful, sinful self-interest, uh, not in any desire to protect the people. They were afraid of losing uh, what little bit of power they had uh, because they were afraid uh, there would be more people of them than it would be more people than it would be of them, and they'd lose everything they had. So what they do? They threaten them. How did Luke know? The private discussion of the Sanhedrin. Like I said, like a hood. There was a dynamic, brilliant young rabbi present among the Sanhedrin named Saul of Tarsus who later reported all of this to Luke. Possibility. I'm not saying it absolutely happens in possibility. Even though Saul himself didn't even know God was working in his heart through Peter and John, they had no idea they were preaching to a future apostle and the greatest missionary the church has ever seen. Paul's the greatest missionary the church has ever seen. And we have no idea this morning how greatly God can use us if we could only let him. There's no telling what's in this congregation this morning this year. I saw the young people get up and walk out and they went to the back. What do we know or who do we know that we're teaching and putting God's word in this morning? We have no clue. We don't know. But it could be some great missionaries, uh, could be some great preachers, uh, could be some great teachers uh, that we are, that, that God has given us uh, the responsibility to, to impart in them uh, the very word of Almighty God. But people got upset because of a good thing that had taken place. Now, they don't try. They were threatened. Now, listen to me. But Peter and John, verse 19, answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. In other words, if you think, just think, if you think that it's more, that we should listen to you more than we should listen to God, you judge on that. But listen to what Peter said. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. We can't speak anything except what we've seen and what we've heard. What we saw was a lame man laying at the gate. Couldn't get up for 38 long years, or above 40 years, I think he says. Above 40 years, a man laying there lame. And all we can do is tell you what we saw and what we've seen and what, what took place. And what we heard. The Bible said the Holy Ghost came upon Peter. He was filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. And here a few days later, the Holy Ghost comes on him again. Some people think when they receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that's it. No more. No. You need to be filled every day. I heard a preacher say not too long ago, he said, you know, the Bible says to be filled with the Holy Ghost. 
He said, we need to be filled every day. He said, you know why I need to be filled every day? He said, I found out I leak. So I need to be filled every day. Huh? So, they can only talk, speak the things they've seen and heard. Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you or, or then to God judge. In other words, it is self-evident, what Peter's saying, it's self-evident that they should listen to God instead of man. Peter makes an effective appeal to this truth. Peter said, we cannot but speak. You know what? That's what the church ought to be doing. Excuse me. That's what the church ought to be doing. We, we could not do nothing but speak the things of God. And if we speak the things of God, a lot of turmoil that's in the world would be done and over with. Huh? Peter and John must speak those things which they heard, seen, or seen and heard. They had to not only because of the inner compulsion of the Holy Spirit, but also because of the command of Jesus Christ. They were commanded by Jesus Christ on the day of Pentecost. He said, you shall be witnesses unto me. Amen? And that's what they are. They are witnesses unto the Lord. Huh? You shall, what he said, Acts 1 and 8, you shall be witnesses. They did not originate anything. They didn't originate this message. They, they merely spoke things uh, which we have seen and heard uh, as reliable, as a reliable eyewitness. Now, verse 21. So when they had further threatened them, they left their own. They let them go finding nothing uh, how they might punish them uh, because of the people for all men glorify God for that which was done. I've, I've, I've missed something here. Let me tell you what God put in my heart. While they were out in the room away from the council, now I want you to understand something. This is the very same council that Jesus set before them or stood before them. It's the very same council that said crucify him, kill him because we got to do away. It's the very same council. That's what God wants me to show you. Peter and John, stand up and come over here. I missed this part. Come over here. Peter and John's over here. They're sitting here in this room. Sit down right there. They're sitting there in this room and they're thinking within themselves. Right there, right there with Peter. You guys are discussing things. You guys are talking to one another. You guys are wondering. They're in there talking about us. Our future's in their hands. And what they're discussing is, Peter says, John, do you realize that the same counsel that killed Jesus is the same counsel that you and I are faced with? In their heart, they didn't have a clue. In their heart, they just felt like, hey, we're going to be like Jesus. We're going to be murdered. They're going to kill us. Because we spoke in the name of Jesus, they're going to kill us. They don't like us. They don't want us preaching no more. They don't want us doing anything no more. I guarantee you, they're going to they're they're try their best to kill us. Or they didn't try, they're going to kill us. So now you can come back in the room. I had to get that point in. But what happened was, even though they discussed that among themselves, we're going to die. We're going to die. That's what they were discussing. <laughs> That's the truth. Peter does what he want to do. They're going to die. Now, what they told them was, you ain't going to speak no more in his name. And Peter and John must speak of the things which they seen and heard. Okay? Now, so when they had threatened them, had threatened Father, had, had Father threatened them, just swear it, and they let him go, let them go. Okay? You boys can go. You can get them, go back to your seat. You go back to your own. 
Wherever your own's at, that's where you're going. Go back to your own. Threaten them that they didn't go finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorify God for that which was done. For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed. Uh, showed. Now, finding no way to punish them because of the people. The people, all Israel had seen what had taken place. They seen the hand of God move. They seen the miracle take place. And because of that, the Sanhedrin said, we can't find nothing to cause or punish them with. You see, the Jewish leaders were completely unmoved. Nothing, nothing about God touched them. Nothing about God blessed them. They were unmoved of this obvious miracle from God. Yet they would respond to public opinion. They wouldn't respond to God, but they'll respond to public opinion. This proves one thing. They cared more about man's opinions than they did God's opinions. Now, these guys and these Sadducees are just pretending to be Sadducees. But that's what it is. They don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They just flat out don't believe it. That's why they crucified him. And now they're finding out Jesus ain't dead yet. Because when he went, Paul calls Peter, let him know. They all glorified God. This whole situation started out looking pretty bad for Peter and John. I mean, it looked bad for them. They were on trial before the same court of, uh, that sent Jesus to, uh, to Pilate for crucifixion. Satan meant it all for great evil. He meant it all for great evil. How many know when Satan means something for evil, God turns it around for the good? <laughs> but before it was all over, God got up in the midst of it and God started fixing it. These guys sat before the court and they said, this is what's going to happen. You cannot speak in that name no more. Threaten them. You cannot do it. The Bible says they all glorify God when all had been done. You know why? The whole situation says started out looking bad. Peter and John on trial. Let me tell you what happened. Satan meant it all for great evil, but before it was all over, see what God done. Let's look at what God done. Number one, 2,000 more people. It went from 3,000 on the day of Pentecost to 2,000 more people received the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Became believers of the Lord. Out of this situation. Peter, again, the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, to come upon him. He was filled again, so to speak. It came upon him because the Holy Ghost is what gives us power to do whatever we do. And then listen to this. Peter gets to preach Jesus to all the leaders. The high priest, he gets to preach Jesus to these guys. He gets to preach Jesus to the, to, to the, to the guards of the, of the temple. He gets to preach Jesus to everybody that's anybody that was there. Anybody that's anybody that they were there. He got to preach to all them. Jesus. And they just threatened him, you don't speak in Jesus' name no more. Huh? Peter gets to preach to, to the leaders. Hostile examiners confirm a miraculous healing. <laughs> they, they had to. They didn't like it. But they had to say, hey, boys, 
That, there it is. We can't deny that, huh? The enemies of Jesus was absolutely confused. But you know what? Peter and John is bolder for Jesus than they are for the Sanhedrin court. Knowing, done disgusting. I'm just saying, this is what I see with Peter and John when they, when they walk out of the room. They're disgusted. Well, we don't stand a chance. They killed Jesus, they're going to kill us. Knowing that they might die. Knowing that they might take their life. They still stood for Jesus through it all. Never back down. Let me tell you something, folks. As I just told uh, uh, Sister Johnson, when you get the peace of God about you, ain't no devil can move you. The devil wants you doubting. And if you doubt God, you ain't got nothing to start with. And then the Bible said God was glorified through all this. Now look at verse 23. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priest and the elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voices, their voice to God. When they said that, they lifted their voice up to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God which hath made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Huh. They went back and reported everything to the people. Israel, to the church, whatever. You know what? I can just see Peter right now, Peter and John. As they leave the court, they're going down the street. <laughs> Brother Marcy got a pep in the step. Why? We thought we was going to die. But God put it where they couldn't bring nothing against us, so we got everything that's ever going to be okay. I can see Peter and John right now. They let us go. But first of all, before they let us go, they let us tell them all about Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, Peter's excited. We ain't supposed to speak that name no more, but right in the midst of the court, they let us tell them the story of Jesus. Huh? And you know what happened? That Sanhedrin court and all those folks behind them, they realized that Peter and John was just like Jesus. Wait a minute, preacher. You can't say it. Yes, I can. I didn't say they were Jesus. I said they were like Jesus. How many know Jesus set the example? How many knows he wants us to be just like him? Amen. Yes, huh? Come on, somebody help me out. Yes, they recognized the Jesus that they crucified, what he was doing. Now they are doing the same thing. They recognized who, who they were in Jesus. They knew they had been with Jesus. You know what the world needs today? The world needs to know that the church has been with Jesus. Because when the world recognizes that the church has been with Jesus, they're going to recognize who Jesus is and the power he has and the authority he has. And then once again, they're going to start listening to the church. The church used to be top priority. Now the church is at the bottom of the list. Church don't even have no influence no more hardly. But I got news for the devil. We might as well get this message set right right now. Because there's going to be a whole lot of Christians upset and mad. Because the church is going to make a stand for God. It's going to do it different anyway. We think we know it all. We think we got it all planned. We know exactly what God's going to do. i got news for you. Ain't nobody knows nothing about God or what he's going to do. They told us 
not to tell anybody else about Jesus. So Marie, I'm sorry. If I listen to the court, I can't speak it no more. But you know what? I don't care. It's not about a man. It's all about him and him crucified. Huh? So I can say, Marie, if you accept Jesus Christ, that back problem you got, gone. But God preached. Oh, if she got Jesus, she got the authority to speak that thing and cast it out of her body. Come on. They raised a voice, they prayed. Now, you can look at this in two different ways. The Bible says they raised a voice, and they were all in one accord as they prayed. You can look at this as everybody was praying, or you can look at this that one was praying, and the others were agreeing with the prayer. Huh? And, 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 and great things begin to happen. And they prayed with one accord. They prayed in unity. You, you know what? When the church of Jesus Christ starts praying in unity, unity is going to start happening. Huh? You can't fix unity. God can fix unity. But he can use you to fix it. Huh? There was no strife, no contention, no nothing among them, but simply Jesus Christ and him crucified and the peace of God was among that whole crowd. Huh? There wasn't one group saying, we should pray for this, another group saying we should pray for that, another group saying we should pray, no, 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 no. They came together in one accord and they prayed what God inspired them to pray about. Now notice the word Lord here. It's not the usual word Lord, what I understand when I've searched it out. In the New Testament, it's Greek. It's a Greek word. This particular place right here, it's it, Lord, but capital letter, it is talking about Lord, but listen to it. In the Greek word, the soptis, if I'm saying it right, it's probably not, it was a word used of, slave, used of a slave owner or ruler who has power that cannot be questioned. That's what Peter and John was telling them. That's what Peter and John came back and tell the people. Huh? Only what we've seen and what we heard. We know what the Lord did. You can't question God. If you question God, amen, you, he cannot be questioned. Because he is the Lord. He knows what to do. They prayed with power and confidence because they knew God was in control. How many know God's in control this morning? Sometimes when we pray, we forget just who it is sometimes. Maybe we're praying for it. I'm not saying that about sometimes, you know. We just pray. Somebody says pray, so we just pray. Some people even pray to an imaginary God. A God preacher. A God of their own ideas. The disciples had power of prayer because they knew who they were praying to. That's what gave them the power. It ain't that they were such great men to raise this man from, from, from I start to say from the dead, raise this man because he couldn't walk. It wasn't that they had so much power and all this kind of stuff. It was the one they were praying to and they knew, they had confidence to know that when they prayed to him and when they, when they asked for something, he was going to come on the scene and meet the need. I've seen people over the ministry years come to the altar, pray, leave it, when they, they want to leave it at the altar, when they get up, they pick it up and take it back with them. 
That's why, Sister Mary, you have to let it go. You have to let God have it. You have to have peace all about it. And just let God do what God needs to do. And he'll get up in the middle of that mess and he'll fix it. We try to fix it. We make a mess. Verse 25. Who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For if a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Potipus Pilate, amen, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. By the mouth of David, Peter speaking of all the disciples, uh, remembering uh, the, uh, they were praying with one accord, uh, recognized the words of the Old Testament Psalm, chapter number two. God was speaking by the mouth of his servant David. Why did Peter quote Psalms two here? Because he and the other disciples uh, understand uh, what is happening uh, to them by seeing uh, what the Bible says about it. They knew what was happening to them. From Psalms 2, they understood they should not expect this sort of opposition and not be troubled because of it. Can't be troubled because of it. When we pray, we must see the circumstances in the light of God's word. For example, when we are in conflict, perhaps we need to know we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against the rules of darkness of the world. Amen? We see what kind of situation we're in. We don't know what to do. We know, what, we know God's in control. Amen? We also use scripture in prayer to pray for the promises of God. When we need strength, we can pray according to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. God's word will speak to our situation. Because they saw the light of God in their situation... Because of that, they recognized that. And they recognized the wrath of, of man would never operate it, can never operate outside the sphere of God's control. I don't care what I wanted to do to this man, I cannot operate out of God's control. And if he's a blood bought child of God washed in the blood of the Lamb, I can't cross the bloodline. God's going to protect him. Hmm? Hallelujah. I've got to quit. You see, that brings complete peace to those disciples or to Peter and John because they knew that whatever was taking place with, the, with, with whatever they were ruling, whatever they were doing, whatever was taking place, they knew before anything could ever happen, it had to go through the hands of God first. Understand that? Before the devil could do anything at all to you, it must go through God first. And now, Lord, behold, thou threatenest what they said, and grant unto thy service that we will, that we all, that we all, that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child of Jesus. That's what they were praying for. Father, strengthen us. Give us the boldness to stand against whatever the enemy does. Amen. Grant your service. This request. Consumed with God cause and, uh, God's cause and glory, not comfort and advancement of his disciples. They ask for things that will lead to more confrontation, not less. That's what they were doing. 
when they left this place and they went to God and they went to the church and they began to tell people what was happening, all excited, uh, they knew that what they were doing uh, is going to cause more confrontation. They knew that they were going to be held accountable again somewhere down the road. But what did they do? They, they did what God wanted to do uh, and they asked God to stretch out his hand uh, that, 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 they, that, they, that they could be healed uh, and miracles will take place. Uh, it is a snare too long. Is, it, 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 it is a, a snare too long to be under, used to do miracles uh, and things of God. In other words, what I'm saying is, and I gotta quit. What I'm saying is, if I think I am somebody and God uses me to, to lay hands on a man and he's completely healed, he never walked over 40 years old and never walked, and I lay hands on him and he gets up in the name of Jesus Christ. That don't it ain't I ain't got a hill of beans to do with that. That's God Himself. I can't think I'm somebody. Then you know what? If I thought I was somebody, then I'm cutting off God, and you can't cut off God because if you do nothing else, what happens? But I've seen preachers how brag about how great they are and how good they are because God did this, God used me to do this, God used me to do that. I got news for them. Huh? God could use a little baby sitting up here on the front pew if he wanted to. Out of the mouth of babes. God can do whatever God wants to do. Why? Because he's God. Let me read the scripture right here. Well, their boldness was a gift from God. Received through prayer. They prayed. They prayed the boldness of God down. Church, we must pray the boldness of God down. We must pray and pray and pray until we know we prayed all the way through to where God wants us. Huh? It was not something that they tried to work up in themselves. Anything you try to work up in yourself will only come back and bite you and it's going to bite you real hard. Hmm? And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul Neither said, they, neither said any of them that ought, to, ought of the things which the possessed, that he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. You know what they did? They came together. And if there was a need in that, in that, in that congregation, in the children of Israel, if there was a need for that church, so to speak. You know what happened? This person here that's got a whole lot will go out and sell a piece of land Bring it back and give it to the church and say, make sure those needs are met. There were people selling everything that you go straight out. There were people selling everything they had. All men most common. That if there was nobody there that lacked anything, nothing at all. And when you look into this, you, you say, well, socialism means starting all this thing, kind of thing in order to do with socialism. This has got to do with the, with the spirit and the presence of God. God moved on those people. They didn't sell everything. You know, you, you, and you, you see the stories, you've heard the stories, you've read about them, you've seen them on TV, that people get together, sell everything they got. They go to a mountain, they sit there, and then, and then in three days, God's going to come and he's going to take them off that mountain. And after three days, they're sitting there wondering, what the world's going on? Jesus is supposed to come and get us. People want to say that that's what was taking place in that day. They were expecting the Lord to come. No, no, no. God just moved on every one of them. Every one of them in one accord. Every one of them common among one another. It didn't matter what they had. It wasn't theirs. It was God's. And if God wanted, he could have it. And God could use it for whatever he wanted to use it for. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. It's tied in here today. And the devil's fighting hard. I know he is. But you know what? God is still God. Yes, amen. amen. God's still God. And the sun shines in the morning, which it will, he'll be God tomorrow. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everybody give this Sanhedrin court here a hand. Yeah. Tell him you love him. <laughs> Bless you. Who did I say? Cornelius? Cleopas? 
Bless you. Annas. <laughs> He's almost think it was a girl. God Alexander. Appreciate y'all for turning the disciples loose. But John. John. I should have said James. <laughs> John. Appreciate them. Give them another hand. They turned them loose. Why? Because God was in the midst of all of them. Won't nothing to accuse them of. And God let them go. Hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to know that I have a God, I serve a God, he loves me that much, that he gave his only son that I could live, and, and, and his son gave his life. He died for me that I could live, and not only live, but live, have life more abundantly. Huh? Come on, folks. That's something to get excited about. Amen. No other name under heaven. No other name under heaven. Can man get, 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 get to heaven except through the name of Jesus Christ? The only way of salvation is through Jesus Christ our Lord. Everybody stand to your feet. <laughs> Anybody here this morning need a touch from God? You folks, by the way of internet, appreciate you listening and tuning in. Just keep, just, just turn everything loose to God. Have total faith and trust in God and everything you're looking at and everything you're facing. Everything. And I can guarantee you, when all is said and done, you'll see the hand of God and how God's moved and worked in that situation. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what situation you're looking at. I don't care how terrible it might be. I know it for a fact. If you look down into it deep enough, you'll see God stirring in the midst of what's going on in your situation. And if you put your faith and trust in Him, He won't stir from the bottom. He'll start stirring from the top and He'll take care of it. How many know God can do that? Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we love you today. We praise you. We thank you. We glorify you right now, Master. You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, a church you can call home with people you can call family. The Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church is located on 112 East Blanche Street, and we welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, Go to facebook.com forward slash pine level PHC. Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page. That's all you have to do. Also, YouTube is available for the YouTube subscribers. Search YouTube for Pine Level PH Church. Subscribe to our channel. Get notifications when we go live. You watch our services live or on demand. Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world. Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link. And you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio. Radio stations playing good gospel music 24-7. Also, lots other programming is available for your enjoyment. So if you want to check that out, do so anytime and listen with friends around the world. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. We hope to see you soon here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church. You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, a church you can call home with people 